Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. How's it going, Michelle? Ah, uh, it's going well. Better than it was earlier this week. Yeah, you weren't doing too hot. No, I got a crazy throat infection and wound up at the ER. Yeah. I had to die. Uh, had no voice, so it's really good that I'm actually here tonight. Yeah. And but, uh, antibiotics are man's greatest invention. Agreed. And life is good again. So. Great. I loved it every day. Yeah. I would get an update on um, the voice. So it started out <laughs> pretty much with nothing at all. And then every day it just got a little bit better and better. And it was like a little by, better. Yeah. By recording day, it will be fine. It has to be fine. Like, <laughs> it's going to be fine. That's all I could think was like, I can't swallow anything. I can't talk. And I, my whole body hurts. And I seriously can't even keep my eyes open for more than a half an hour. But I will record on Sunday. <laughs> Need to get better just for this. <laughs> so better. I'm so glad that you're doing much better because that sounded awful. Yeah, and going to the hospital with a fever during COVID nineteen. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you get your own private room. Well, hey, it's actually kind of nice. <laughs> I guess so. There you go. Life hack. <laughs> right. Just- yeah. Get a fever during a pandemic and go to the hospital. Yeah. Super yeah. fun. Yep. Totally chill. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nobody can go with you. You're there by yourself. Yeah. Wow. That, what a great experience. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was something else. But nice. yeah, the doctors and nurses were great. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, they generally are. So yeah. Um, hopefully there's not too much background noise because we have a crazy storm going on outside. Yeah. I made sure that my bedroom door was latched tonight so that hopefully it doesn't shake and rattle and roll today. So, Well, I can't guarantee that a a giant tree is not going to fall on my house. So yeah, let's just hope for the best. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, because it's literally raining sideways out there and yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There was a tornado south of us today. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great. <laughs> nice. So it's uh, just the aftermath from that. So it's fine. Yeah. Tornado, it's fine. Tornadoes don't happen at night. This is yeah. not what I've told myself my entire life. Tornadoes don't happen at night. So we're fine. Yeah. Same here. We discussed this off air last, after last episode, how we had such a fear of tornadoes growing up and it was just inevitable that they were just going to take us out one day. Like, it's just funny how that was, yep. I think, a collective fear of, of children, at least like, I don't know if it's just our area, but I remember everybody in school. Like it was just like, yep, tornado's going to take our house. That's how I'm going to die, right? Yeah. 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 And I would always do my drills and run to the crawl space and make sure everything was all good. So yeah. Right. (laughs) Me too. Hauling my special stuff down to the basement, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. anxiety for life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Mother Nature. (laughs) Uh, yeah where it all began (laughs) yep yeah so if Uh, there's a giant crash and we start screaming tara finally died in a tornado yeah (laughs) exactly and then michelle took the audio um edited it and then um uploaded it so thanks michelle (laughs) absolutely no problem that's what i would want (laughs) i know (laughs) you know me so well (laughs) yes on a more serious note, um, I think there's something that we have to address, which is, of course, the death of George Floyd. Yeah. Absolutely. Breaks my heart. Absolutely tragic. And I, I mean, it's hard to find words. And I don't think we, like, we're not bringing this up because it's, it's a true crime thing. It's, it's a human rights thing that is incredibly like, just, important. Ugh. Just talking about it, like, I have chills I, I watched the video. I know you watched the video. I did, and yeah. I've never been both heartbroken and disgusted and like out of words all at the same time. Yeah. It's awful. And my husband, my sweet, sweet husband, does not follow true crime. He stays away from the news. And like Friday, I think, he was like, 
holy crap, like the states are rioting. And I was like, yeah, yeah, babe, they are. Mm-hmm. And they should be. Yeah. Like they should be. Yeah. Well, if you're writing in a global pandemic, like it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. big. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's crazy. I did see some beautiful things on Instagram today. Cause I was like, I gotta check the internets. Cause you know, but I've been trying, like I had to, I had to step away for a little bit because it was too much. But I saw some beautiful things. I saw a bunch of shares of peaceful protests. I saw, um, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in the States. This group of protesters was approaching a police department and the protesters were like, we didn't know what to expect, what we'd seen all these things on the news. And as soon as they got to the police department, all of the police just took a knee. Mm-hmm. And they just said, we're angry too. What can we do? Mm-hmm. And so the protester just, protesters just said, just join us. So they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you the cops are mad, man. Absolutely. Like that makes their, their hard job even harder. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Like a couple bad jackasses that don't deserve that title mm-hmm. to serve and protect. Yeah. Ruin it for everybody else, right? For so many people. So, so many people. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's it, like, like you said, we watched the videos and it was the most tragic thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Like I just can't even put it to words. I, I apologize, but yeah, it's tough. It's so tough, but it's very tough. And yeah. And it's, I've seen lots of de- debates about the the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, and right now is not the time to be saying All Lives Matter, right? No, it's just it's not. Just come Black together Lives Matter, and like be good people, like, be good people, because this is not okay. Yes, yes, every single life matters, but our privilege as white people says that we can say all lives matter because Mm. we don't know. We don't know what they're feeling. No, exactly. How could we? Right? Like, yeah, no, we can't. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Just, we need to be supportive and Mm -hmm. hopefully things resolve peacefully and things can improve from here. That's, that's my hope, right? Is that things can improve. Yeah. That's my hope too. And I hope that everybody out there stays safe. Exactly. Yeah. And I know I've seen other podcasts and things. They're choosing not to record an episode this week because it's hitting them so hard, which is mm-hmm. absolutely, that's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah. I hope that nobody takes offense that we're, we're still going to upload, you know, we're still going to record and mm-hmm. we are still going to be lighthearted about some things, obviously not this topic, but this is mm-hmm. our escape from the bad things in the world. So and I think it is an escape for a lot of other people too. So if you want to join us, that's yeah. great. And, and I think it was really important that you and I got to have this conversation, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I, yeah, we discussed it beforehand and we didn't think it would be appropriate to not mention it. It's the biggest thing happening it's, in the world right now. Like, and it's, the attention. It's, way, it's, it's got some weight to it and it's weighing heavily on us too. So yeah, even just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The moment we just brought it up, like I got all those feelings back from when we were watching. I was watching the video, and it was just like, oh, I don't know if I'll even be able to. Right, I know, like crying because I know. And if you start, we know that I start, and vice versa. So it never ends. If (laughs) if one starts, no, it's over. (laughs) Yeah, game over. We're stopping the podcast. We'll have to start over another day. Exactly. So. So yeah, be safe and. I don't know. Be a good human. Be a good human. Be good to each other. Yep. All right. So moving on, uh, we'll talk about um, last episode. So yeah. Yeah. It was a, it's a good one. You did a great job. Um, That was Jennifer's survivor story. So that was really great. Also, I asked for suggestions at that time for other mini-sodes and uh, got some good Good feedback, good uh, suggestions yeah, there. There's One, some really interesting cases too that yeah, never, really never heard of. Exactly. So. Love those. That's kind of like the one today. Never heard of it, but it's insane. So keep them coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, one suggestion was a little out there, which was the toy box killer, which come on. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> what are you trying to do to us? Right. Uh, so. And if you don't know about the toy box killer, maybe go look it up because we don't know if we want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if we'll ever get there because yeah, it's probably the worst thing ever. <laughs> One of the worst yeah. things ever. Before starting our podcast, we're like, yeah, if we ever did it, let's not talk about that one. And then that's literally the first suggestion we got. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for that. Thanks for that. (laughs) Um, And then with our fluff and stuff question, um, it was, do you think security systems keep you safe? And once again, we got Garth in there. So (laughs) yeah, because he's great. Do you want to read to the people? Sure. He said, honestly, they probably scare off some, but for someone with murder on their mind, it just tells the authorities where the body is. It's like, yeah, true. (laughs) True. Pretty morbid, but you're not wrong. Yeah. So that was good. Thanks for answering our question. Thanks again, Bestie. (laughs) And then before we move on into our podcast, I want to talk about a couple other podcasts because I found some really great ones recently and they make me really happy. Excellent. Oh, so, good. First of all, is Bananas. Please tell me you're listening to Bananas. I haven't heard anything about it. What? They're on the Exactly Right Network. So that's, you know, Karen and George's yeah. network. Yeah. And it is the funniest podcast I've ever heard in my life. Like I've never laughed out loud like that listening to a podcast before literally like a cartoon I spat out my cereal when I was listening to it the other day like that's how funny it is so okay I'm I'm on board (laughs) so it's two comedians and they have a a guest as well who's usually also a comedian or whatever but they just they just find ridiculous news stories just such a simple concept. It's like, why didn't I think of that? I mean, we've done it in the past with our minisodes, but that's what they do is just find the most ridiculous news stories and read the headline, which the headlines are always the best. And then they just go into the most ridiculous stories. And oh my God, funniest thing, funniest thing I've ever heard. So Okay. I'm adding it to my list as soon as we're done recording. So yeah, in these dark times, if you need to pick me up, that's where I would recommend going. It's fantastic. And then the other podcast that I just discovered, and it was because of this episode topic, was Red Handed. And they are- I've heard lots of people talking about Red Handed recently. Oh my God. They're so freaking amazing that it makes me think, why the hell am I doing this? Because I will never be as good (laughs) as them. Because holy shit. So it's two girls from London, I believe. And they're just- just fucking fantastic they have the most perfect voices and they're so witty and smart and cool and i'm just like god damn it why does my voice sound like this why can't i be like, <laughs> like i was just like in awe with like how freaking funny and perfect they are so yeah they obviously Beautiful. do true crime as well and man i just i love them they're they're amazing. So just wanted to give them a Excellent. shout out as well. I will check them out. Yeah. I am all caught up on everything I was binging before. Nice. Which is uh, this hard place to be when you run out of your, like, your favorite podcast that you've been listening to. Yeah. So true. I either find that like I'm either completely caught up in all of them and I'm like, what the hell what do mm-hmm. I listen to? Or it's the other way around. They're like, oh my God, I have so much stuff to catch up on. And it's just like, I want to listen to this and this and this. Like there's no in-between for some reason. No, no. Yeah. So. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess that's all I have for current events. So you want to, you want to get into it? Sure. Okay. All right, friends. Grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. Ding, ding. (laughs) What's in your cup, Tara? Because I bet you it's more exciting than what's in mine. It's not. It's lemonade. <laughs> what? I don't know. Is it's this our very to... first non-alcoholic murder in Merlot? It is. It 100% is. And that was not intentional. Like I was like, oh, Michelle's going to make fun of me because I have freaking lemonade. I'm on antibiotics and I can't drink. Oh, I, I even... That. 
messaged my vet friends and I was like, all right, doctors, I have a bottle of wine. They're like, no. (laughs) Like, dude, you know this. (laughs) I'm like, glass of wine? They're like, no, just no, just not at all. Just don't do it. (laughs) So I guess antibiotics are man's greatest invention, except for the fact that you can't drink wine with them. Yes, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) Always room to improve, I guess. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) All righty. So on my um, script here, I have a big title at the top that says, Michelle, stop reading. You have to go into this blind. It's going to be a wild ride. So I made sure Michelle saw that today. She wasn't happy. And all I've wanted to do was look at this document all day, but I was good and I didn't. So, yep. (laughs) Uh, Okay, guys, it's time. Buckle up. This one is going to be bumpy. And like so bumpy that I like while I was writing this, I was almost like regretting choosing this topic because I was like, (laughs) yeah, I can read about it. But to put this into words is something else. And those words have to come out of my mouth. So. Uh, I apologize for not having a fluffy mini episode for you this week, um, but this this story is so insane that it, it should be fictional, but it's not. So here we are. I'm excited. Uh-huh. I'm going to be so disappointed if you heard of this story because I'm like playing it up so much. <laughs> okay, Michelle, have you ever heard of a woman named Omaima Nelson? No. Omaima Nelson? No, not at all. I hadn't heard of her either until I was scrolling Instagram the other day and I saw a post about her um, by Creepy Killer. And I was like, well, this can't be real. But I looked into it and it was. So great. Now I have a mini episode. (laughs) And so this is what I want to do to start out the episode. I'm going to read you some titles of posts from that Instagram account, and I want you to guess which title matches this case. (laughs) All right. First, I want to give you a brief description of the woman so you can form a picture in your head. She was a beautiful Egyptian woman who moved to America when she was about 18 years old. She worked as a model and a nanny, and that's all you get for a background story. I'm not going to tell you. So I'm picturing (laughs) Cleopatra. Yeah, pretty much. Which is, yeah. This like gorgeous dark hair, right? Literally, yeah, exactly. That's what she, she looks like. Can do amazing eyeliner that I can't. <laughs> Precisely. And okay. I'm not going right. to tell you if she is the is the victim or the villain here. You just okay. Okay. So, okay. Are you ready for a multiple choice test with one sure. question? <laughs> okay. You don't have a choice. So, which of the following descriptions describes the case of Omaima Nelson? A, an unsettling suicide you really don't want to know about. B, she ate her husband with barbecue sauce for Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? C, <laughs> C, the female serial killer who murdered 400 babies. Or D, the woman who survived four serial killers. Which one did I pick? I ca- I'm kind of hoping that you went for B. She ate her husband with barbecue sauce for Thanksgiving. I did. That's what we're going to be talking about today. What? Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for not choosing the one who uh, murdered 400 babies. I was like, she definitely. Because I would like take my headphones out and I'd be like, I'm I'm out. Be like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So now that I. And now I know that if I ever need inspiration for a dark and twisty mini episode, I'm heading over to Creepy Killer's Instagram, which is not sponsored, by the way. It's just a really messed up place. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, So let's back it up to the very beginning, and I will tell you how this all unfolded. So Amaima Nelson was born in a very poor village in Egypt around 1968. She claimed that her and her mother were abused by her father, both physically and sexually. And immediately, this is awful, awful, awful. So, sorry. It just get, it gets right to it. Uh, when she was young, she was also subjected to genital mutilation, or a so-called female circumst- uh. circumcision, which is a popular cultural practice, unfortunately, still to this day. 
And I looked into this a little bit and I won't go into much detail because it's honestly sickening. But according to a survey from 2014, 92% of women and girls aged between 15 to 49 in Egypt have undergone some form of FGM. And FGM stand, stands for female genital mutilation, refers to all procedures that intentionally alter or cause injury to the female genital organs uh, for non-medical reasons. In June, oh, cringing. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> already terrible. Good. So bad. Okay. Um, yeah. And I had to do research on that and it was not fun. Um, in Again, June, I will delete your Google history if you ever die. Please <laughs> and thank you. That uh, thought came into my mind so many times while I was uh, researching this one. I was like, this is, I don't want to type this into Google, but um, I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> but in, in June... 2008, the Egyptian parliament agreed to criminalize these acts. However, 63% of women, again aged between 15 to 49, believe that the practice should continue. The top two reasons, yeah, <laughs> the top two reasons being it's a preference for husbands and it prevents adultery. So, wow, it's that's it's not cool. I know it's a cultural thing, and I you know want to respect people's cultures, but that's that's against like human rights. Like that's, I don't yeah, know. That's, that's too far. Like, yep. yeah. So now at least it's against the law and that's great, but unfortunately I still think it happens quite often. Um, so all that information was provided by egypt.unfpa.org, you know, just, just in case anybody wants to look into that further. It's uh, yeah, it's great fun. So already off to a great start. You're welcome. After all my most for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's important though. It's unfortunately it does, you know, it's important to the story. Um, okay, all right. After Omaima's mother left her husband, they moved to the City of the Dead, which is a slum in Egypt's capital, Cairo. It gets its name because the people live and work amongst the grid of tombs and mausoleums. Eventually, the girl meets an American oil worker and they begin a relationship. Seeing as this was probably the only way she would find her way out of living in poverty, she married the man and moved to his home in Texas at the age of 18. Not surprisingly, the marriage didn't last long, and Omaima was on her own in a foreign country. She worked as a nanny and sometimes would get modeling gigs as she was incredibly beautiful. This modeling tidbit was and still is dramatized in this case because, of course, there's such a juxtaposition between the two sides of this woman, one being a gorgeous feminine model, and the other being a savage murdering cannibal. So, <laughs> but it, yeah. doesn't, uh, it does not appear that she really had any professional shoots done. However, um, there was probably just some dude with a camera that called himself a photographer, you know, the type. But mm -hmm. that's how I imagine it anyways. There isn't really any more information about her modeling career. So that's the image that I have in my head. Mm-hmm. Omaima also used her good looks to get money from men. She would bounce around from relationship to relationship, spending her boyfriend's money and sometimes robbing them. She was also caught shoplifting multiple times, so clearly stealing wasn't against her moral code. She also seemed to have an anger problem as well as she once attacked two female security guards that caught her shoplifting. She apparently bit one of them on the breast and grabbed the other one's crotch so hard the guard fell to the ground. She went to prison for a few months for theft and battery. After moving around for a while, she eventually ended up in California, and that is where she would meet her next husband, 56-year-old Bill Nelson. Bill showed 56? off. Yes, 56-year-old Bill Nelson. He was. So how old is she now? She is 23 at this time. Okay. Yes. All right. Bill showed off his cash and bragged about how much land he owned back in Texas. He was also a pilot and was still legally married to another woman at that time. And they had five children and 17 grandchildren. So clearly he wasn't the most innocent person either. In mm -hmm. fact, he had previously caught smuggling drugs across the border in his plane and had spent several years in prison for that crime. So they made a pretty good couple in a very bad way. <laughs> Yeah. Things moved very fast. They got married only one month after meeting in October 1991.
but just as quickly as the relationship started, it would come to a screeching halt. On Thanksgiving Day, November 28, 1991, Bill had a conversation with one of his daughters. He said everything was going great and invited her for supper. She declined as, not surprisingly, his family was not too thrilled with his new relationship. That was the last time she would speak to her father. Now we're going to jump forward a bit, because on December 1st, the horrific events from the past three days would come to light. It started with Omaima pounding on her ex-boyfriend's door. Jose, who only dated this woman briefly and over a year ago, was surprised to find Omaima with cuts on her hands and face crying on his doorstep. She explained that her husband attacked and raped her, so she killed him in self-defense and now needs help disposing of the body. But don't worry, she already did the difficult job of dismembering him, and she just needs a truck or vehicle to load the bags of body bits into so they can be dumped. She offered 75 grand in two motorcycles for him to help her. Jose was like, cool, 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 totally. You just sit tight, I'ma go get my truck, but instead he called 911. So good choice, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Police found Omaima sitting in Bill's red Corvette with trash bags next to her in the passenger seat. What's in the bags? Thanks for asking. Just some organs. Hmm, nothing much. Yeah, just casual. Interestingly, they knew the organs belonged to a human as the lungs had black spots that would have been caused by smoking cigarettes. So clearly now this was a homicide investigation. Omaima gave conflicting and confusing information not denying that the organs were from a human, but it was actually someone that Bill had killed and he was just away on a business trip. Like the police are going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. You're free to go. We're, we're just going to chat with Bill when he gets back. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> they got a search warrant for the apartment and this is where they discovered probably one of the worst crime scenes imaginable. If anyone is familiar with the case of Catherine Knight from Australia, well, it's quite a bit similar to that. However, this took place 10 years prior to that grisly murder. Do you know that case? Yes. Okay. Very yes. similar. Okay. So, mm -hmm. Which I thought was very interesting because I, I definitely deep dived into that case before. <laughs> so inside the apartment, police first found suitcases. Inside the suitcases were trash bags. And inside the trash bags were, surprise, more human remains. They also found a broken lamp and a clothes iron with human tissue and hair on them. But if you think that is bad, oh boy, hang on, it gets so much worse. In the bedroom, the mattress was soaked with blood and the bedposts were broken. In the bathroom, they found, prepare yourself, a skinned, gutted human torso hung with the clothes hangers above the bathtub like a side of beef. No. Yeah, I told you it was bad. But okay. the apartment tour is not complete because in the kitchen, they found some mystery meat mixed in with Thanksgiving turkey and cranberries. It was later determined that it had come from a human hip. Inside a deep fryer was a severed pair of hands floating in the oil. And the round object in tinfoil they found amongst the frozen vegetables in the freezer was Bill's head. It was badly burnt, and it is suspected that it, too, was cooked in the deep fryer. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have a choice. You're stuck here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> During further questioning, Omaima told police that she only killed him in self-defense and she had done so by hitting him with a lamp. But then her story would change, and she would act as if he was still alive. And then it would change again, and she said that there were voices like demons telling her what to do. She was rambling and pacing the entire time. As she was claiming he attacked and raped her, she was examined for sexual trauma, and they did not find any evidence of it. However, I don't believe that these results can be accurate, as it was days after the alleged assault, and the evidence can be removed by showering, bathing, using the washroom, changing your clothes, or even brushing your hair. So I don't think mm. this conclusively proves that she was not raped or sexually assaulted. 
Mm -hmm. So it's certainly possible that that happened. The cuts on her face and hand were also examined, and they were not found to be defensive wounds, but could be considered um, could be consistent with injuries sustained while dismembering a body, which also seems very strange to me personally. And at the risk of making me sound like a psychopath, <laughs> as per usual, I am very much involved in butchering the process of our own meat, and I mm-hmm. don't really see how this could happen. Um, so we do our own deer, pigs, and chickens. Um, doesn't need to be violent. Uh, however, I realize she was probably not in the best state of mind, but reports do say that the job was done with unusual precision, as if the killer had done this before. So it's very, very strange to me. And I know, Michelle, mm-hmm. you're also in- involved with butchering your own livestock. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, my husband has been butchering since he was a young man, like young teenager, I would say. He was butchering with his dad. He's got some vicious scars on his hands because like his his dad was just skinning really fast and cut him and, you know, as it happens, but that, I don't know, like, and he's cut himself really bad, but that was not when we were butchering an animal. It was cutting a red pepper. So, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I could see how it, yes, you you could slip up and you can cut yourself. Sure. But there was scratches on her face. And I also heard there were scratches on her breasts as well. And it just seems very strange. That doesn't make sense. If she had been raped Mm -hmm. or sexually assaulted, scratches on her face on her breasts those things make sense like were they scratches or were they knife wounds like they just said i think they they said cuts is what they said so that could mean either or yeah yeah so anyway you you cut yourself in the butcher shop and you you stop and you slow down because that's how you lose a finger right like and it's like she was doing this over three days so it's not like it was all done in one evening and she's just like yeah whipping it out. If they said that it was done with precision, so I think she probably took her time. Yeah, I would think so too. Like, I don't know, just those two things really like conflicted to me and didn't really make too much sense, so. No. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm so intrigued. Uh, It's it's just so strange. Um, So the medical examiner worked away at piecing the body back together and they found some more troubling things. First of all, it was determined that the death was indeed caused by blunt force trauma by the lamp and the clothes iron, with at least 25 wounds to the head. She also stabbed him with scissors, and there were ligature marks around the ankles indicating that he had been tied to the bedposts. He had also been castrated, but it was not clear from what I read if that happened pre- or post-mortem. Is pre-mortem a thing? Because I think that makes sense, but <laughs> I didn't actually see that written. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would, it would make sense. Another I don't thing. know if it's the right term, but... I don't know, but it makes sense in this context. Before death? Yeah. Okay. I Googled yeah. it, but it wasn't very helpful. So there's just another thing to add to my search history. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're on it. I know. You're good. <laughs> another <Touch> just- back, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Another disturbing fact is that there was nearly 100 pounds of remains missing from Bill's body. Neighbors informed police that they had heard the garbage disposal running and grinding for two consecutive days. It seems as though it eventually broke, and only a few hours later is when she went to Jose for assistance. The garbage disposal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's Not the most unpleasant. efficient. Not the most mm, efficient no? way. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, my most- I definitely thought you were going to tell me that she turned him into sausage, but. <laughs> oh, great. That's like, a, also a good image. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But garbage disposal is just as bad. Yeah. There's a lot of bad things here. Hmm. Not really sure There's what part some... of the story is the worst, but uh, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah. And this part is really interesting. And actually some of this is was in the story um, that I mentioned earlier, the Instagram post uh, that I read mm-hmm. that I was like, this can't be real. But uh, mm. uh, it was a story that she was she told that was likely embellished, but um, she was speaking to the court-appointed psychologist 
when she told the story of dressing herself up in a red dress and matching shoes and lipstick and then cooking her husband's ribs and eating them with barbecue sauce, saying, it's so sweet and nothing was sweeter. Later, she recanted those statements and denies ever committing cannibalism, saying, I swear to God, I did not eat any part of him. I am not a monster. You just cooked him? Instead? Yeah. I, I just cooked him. I didn't eat him. I'm not a monster. Just stuck his head in the deep fryer. This is fine. It's fine. Like, don't come for me. No. <laughs> right? Ugh. One year after the crime, Omaima Nelson stood trial for the murder of her husband. Prosecution presented evidence that told the story of Omaima luring Bill into consensual bondage and tied him to the bedpost. She likely demanded money or access to his wealth, like she had done to others in the past, and when he would not comply, she beat and stabbed him. Omaima's story was quite the opposite. Her defense was that she suffered from PTSD from her childhood and that Bill had sexually and physically abused her during their short relationship. Leading up to the murder, he had tied her up and kept her captive for days. When she finally was able to free one of her arms, she struck him with a lamp. She does not recall dismembering the body. Rather, she says that the spirits of ancient Egyptians acted through her body, and by dismembering and scattering the remains, he would not be able to move on to the afterlife. Quite the story from Omaima. Yeah. In the end, she was found guilty of second-degree murder and for the assault on a previous boyfriend, and she was sentenced to 28 years to life. She is serving her sentence in Central California's women's facility in Chowchilla, and interestingly, she was there alongside California's longest-serving female inmate, Susan Atkins, hmm. until Susan passed away in 2009. But I thought that was fascinating because uh, we're all about the Manson murders, so. Yeah. And another weird second-degree murder? Yes. Yeah. Not sure oh. why. <laughs> I mean, it's not for I, sure they would have gone for first degree, but I guess like maybe they couldn't prove premeditation. Exactly. I think that's the thing is, well, she's on the show Snapped, and you know how those <laughs> shows go. It's, everything was normal, and then one day she snapped. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another weird twist of the story, as if we need another freaking weird twist of the story. Bill Nelson was not Omaima's last husband. While in prison, <laughs> uh, prison relationships, gotta love them. She had a long distant, re- long distant relationship with a 70-year-old man. They were married and were allowed conjugal visits. He passed away and left her with a large amount of money. So basically, her dream come true. <laughs> but thank goodness she is still in prison, so she can't enjoy the wealth too much. She has been denied parole multiple times due to her unpredictability and is considered a serious threat to public safety. She'll be eligible. For- don't say. <laughs> no shit. She'll be eligible for parole again in 2026. And that is the absolute horrific story of Omaima Nelson. So, <laughs> what do you think? I, wow. <laughs> Speechless? A little bit. I really want to know if she did cook his ribs and eat them. Yeah. I mean, she did a lot of weird things. Like, what, what were the point of all doing all those things? Like, all the cooking and preparing yeah. and the... I don't know. So weird. So, like, so weird. I have so many questions. I know. Like, what? <laughs> Can't form any of them right now because I'm... My mind's a little blown, but I understand. I understand. <laughs> My mind was also blown while I was uh, researching like, this and listening to this. Like that sounds like you have to be really angry at him, right? Like it feels yeah. like she had to be really angry. Like she cut off his head, she cut off his hands, like she oh, like yeah. yeah, and stuck his hands in the deep fryer. Like that, the, the hands in the deep fryer thing gets me. Yeah. It's like that makes me feel like he actually did sexually assault her. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Like, I I just have that feeling, like, well, yeah, she's like, you don't get to use this anymore. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I know when I took a psychology class in high school, so obviously, expert, uh, we talked about, like, (laughs) when you'd get kids to 
draw people. And often if they are abused, they would draw their abuser with large hands. There was a really big focus on the mm-hmm. hands. So that's a really mm-hmm. interesting point to bring up that, that yeah. Yeah, might be why. So Yeah. The unexplained cuts, I, I don't know. And I, yeah, I don't think neither the prosecution side or the defense's side, like the stories are completely true. I think there's a bunch of stuff mixed in there, like maybe parts of stories, like from each yeah. are part of it, but I don't think we really will <laughs> we'll ever know exactly what the hell happened. No, I, I guess only my mom will know. Yeah, even though she says she doesn't remember any of it, and it wasn't her. It was the Egyptian, ancient Egyptians. So, <laughs> I mean, like, magic goes back to the Egyptian days, like, they're some of the first, right? So maybe, maybe there's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she's like an old school, like, reincarnate Egyptian priestess or something. You never know. Who knows? Not me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Make it even make it even more weird, right? We'll just, mm-hmm. You're a reincarnated priestess. Like <laughs> right. So there isn't enough weird things going on with this story with her, you know, she's a model, <laughs> cannibal. And of course Egyptian. And you know of course it has to happen in Texas and like everything. Combination of Texas and California, which are both hot spots for yeah. weird Yeah, like, like weird things. It puts a good picture in your head, though, of Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bill, if you want a picture in your head of Bill, just think of um, the cowboy from The Simpsons that wore, like, you know, the fancy boots and the big hat and, like, red Corvette. That, w- that was him. That's how people described him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's almost exactly the image that I had in my head. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So there was about five times while I was writing this story that I'm like, I can't I, I have to, I can't, I can't use the story. This is too much. But then I was like, but I, I'm a procrastinator and I'm not just going to change my story. So I'm just going to go with it and hope and that all is well. <laughs> we needed an, and we needed an episode since your co-host was dying on the couch. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to do that regardless. It just so happened that you were dying on the couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that is probably one of the most messed up stories ever. And I don't know how I've never heard of it before. Like I searched it on the podcast app and that's how I found the podcast Red Handed. It's because I searched her name and there was like four podcasts about it. At least that like had her name in the title. So they would pop up and I'm like, yeah, what the hell? That's great. I, yeah. I've never heard of it before. No, I literally, I was like, there's no possible way that any of this is true. And yeah, sure. I'm, I'm certain there's some embellishment in areas, but like, regardless, it's still so many messed up things happened. So much stuff. Yeah. But I think there's episodes like their um, investigation discovery covered it and snapped and there was not one other, um, you know, true crime show like that that has episodes on it so you could find something like that to watch if you if you wanted to you feel so inclined to find out more (laughs) or you can listen to red-handed because they did just the best job ever covering it like oh my god so that's my story you're probably ready for some fluff and stuff eh i need some fluff and stuff (laughs) all right needs it I feel you. And I just want to say now my question is feeling a bit morbid because I wasn't thinking of a story when I chose this question. So this was not intentional. I was just really hungry when I thought of it. My question today is what meal could you eat every day? Oh, no. <laughs> and it just feels well, so it's... wrong now because I was just thinking can... about soup. <laughs> I can promise you it's not barbecued husband ribs. Well, that's good. They wouldn't last very long. (laughs) Depends on how many husbands you have. Oh. (laughs) We need to stop. We need to stop. (laughs) 
Oh no, we like I could keep going on that, but uh, just the respect yep. for our listeners' ear holes. I'm just gonna stop talking. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, my so. favorite meal that I could eat every day for the rest of my life would be pierogies and sausage. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing! With a close 10. second behind of like soup because I also love soup. Love, 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 love. <laughs> all about mm-hmm. soup. And that's my answer is hamburger soup specifically. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mm-hmm. the best. Basically when I make it, it's like a stew and it's, it's like heaping in the spoon. Like it's not a soup at all, but you could change it up. Like you could mm-hmm. add or, you know, make it more soupy or less soupy. Or you could add other things mm-hmm. to it. It's just the best mm-hmm. meal ever. So yep. that's what I would eat I'm- every single day. That's awesome. I made the best beef barley soup the other day. Everybody in my house had seconds. And I was like, what is happening here? Damn. I have a three and a five-year-old. They hate eating food when I want them to eat it. Fantastic. Since we're, talking about, since we're talking about soups, I also made soup for supper. And it was loaded baked potato soup, which is close second mm, for my all-time Love that favorite. one. Just the best. It's just such a comfort mm. food. Like half a cup of butter. I was putting that in right. there, like melting it. I'm just like, oh, bacon. Boy. Yep. Bacon. Potatoes, cheese. Literally. Mm. It's just butter, flour, milk, bacon, sour cream, and cheese. <laughs> like, right? Great things for you. The best. Taste the best. Get this one? Hmm. My kids hate it. Okay. <laughs> this is why I can't I have know. kids. <laughs> right? They I hate do. potatoes. Unless they're French fries or tater tots. I, I can't stand people that Which don't means like potatoes. That I'm they sorry. Tiny also humans. don't like pierogies. And they complain every time we have them. <sighs> and children. I'm like, how are you mine? <laughs> right? How? How are you mine? Just to spite you. That's, potatoes that's are life. <laughs> Absolutely. They're so versatile. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can do anything with them. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our cooking cast. <laughs> right? Uh, yes. So, uh, sorry if that question was a little morbid. Was not intentional. But, uh, yeah. I just love food. My life is all about food. <laughs> yep. Planning out what I'm going to eat is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good times. It's actually, like, insane how much time is spent just figuring out what you're going to eat. Like, no, I spend so much time doing that. And I'm like, I just want the food ready so I can eat it. Like, I don't want to have to I know steps of thinking about it, making sure I have everything, preparing it and then eating it. Like, I just, I don't want that. I just, I just want the food ready to go. Right. Alia, yeah, I want food, but all I have is ingredients. Yeah. That, that part sucks. Yeah. It's the worst. I'm, I'm lucky because my husband cooks. So yeah. that's awesome. But yeah. I've recently stepped up back from vet medicine to be a stay-at-home mom because my kids are only mm-hmm. little for a little while and I'm doing a lot more cooking and more planning of food and it's nice. taking up a really good portion of my days. Yeah, I bet. Oh, that's great. Between though. the snacks that I have to feed the kids and, you know, lunch, uh, cooking yeah. that lunch. <laughs> it sounds then, like yeah, so as soon good. as you've done lunch, then you have to make supper and <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. I'm more of a fend for yourself kind of person. Like my poor husband, like I'm not a good housewife. (laughs) And most of the time I'm working on our podcast things and he just, he just makes supper and I'm just like, Oh, thank you. I feel bad, but thank you. (laughs) I also don't feel bad because you just cooked for me. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But every time I make supper, it's like, usually ends up being like nine or 10 o'clock. Cause I'm just like, I'm such a late night person that I'm busy, yeah. busy, busy. And then it's like an afterthought, like, Oh yeah, we need to probably eat. So then like I, you know, and I stay up so late that that's would be a normal time, but yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> no. And it's yeah. not, it's not really good for your metabolism either. No. I mean, you have one of the best metabolisms in the world, but Oh, it's, it's going to catch up to me that late at night. <laughs> this shit's going to catch up to me. I know it. I'm just yes. waiting for the day. And right now, not playing soccer twice a week like I normally do. Like, not, I'm not doing anything at all, but usually I play at least twice a week. So I'm like, oh boy, mm-hmm. this, is, this is bad. <laughs> I know. 
the day the gym opens up again, I'm like, it's not going to be good. Everybody's in the same boat except for the people that have home gyms and they're just like, and are good at home workouts. I I want to, I know, and I, I've done some and I'm just not good at them. I'm just not good at motivating myself and Mm -mm. no, too many distractions. It just feels weird for some reason. I don't know. Just Mm -hmm. can't do it. And then I go to play soccer outside and my dog Hank Mm -hmm. loves to play soccer, which is adorable, but that means I can't like actually play good soccer or like practice because he will poke holes in the ball. And then I feel bad because then he's locked up in his kennel and it's the most heartbreaking thing ever. So I just can't do that to him. (laughs) I know. One day the world will reopen again and we, you will be able to play soccer and I will be able to go lift heavy shit at the gym and life will be good again. Life will be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, well, make sure to answer our question as well. What meal could you eat every day for the rest of your life? And obviously let us know what you think about the episode. You can email us at murderedmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Murder and Merlot Podcast, Facebook at Murder and Merlot Podcast, Twitter at Murder and Merlot One, and that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed, and if you don't, you're dead to me. And then, I guess, we're reading, still reading, The Devil in the White City by Eric. Yes. Wilson. So. That's, uh, I have some thoughts, guys. I have some thoughts, but we will. I'm really looking forward to discussing this book with you. Yeah, it's going to be quite different than I think our previous book episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. If you want to read the book, that's great. Otherwise, just come for our chat because we have some thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. And... The votes are in. We put polls out on our social media to find out what sign-off we should use. And we got one. Just so exciting. Yeah. So, do you want to do the honors? Sure. All right, guys. Remember to drink wine because it isn't good to keep things bottled up. Bye. That's right. Bye. Bye.